theology. Hey, folks, is reading that Bible. We don't claim to have all the answers. I don't know how to word this, but that doesn't stop us from having honest conversation. <laughs> what is up, everybody? We are back with an episode, and we are here with BJ once again. And uh, I'm excited to get into this one. Um, I want to talk about love and relationships and situationships and engagements and marriage, all that good stuff. Um, and you're like the guru. You're like the expert. You got the wow. bill, the better us. I don't know about all that, but yes. You got the book, yeah. the better for the man and the woman. Yep. And uh, you you just, you sharing insightful things on social media constantly about stuff like this. And so um, I kind of wanted to get into it a little bit. So I'm a single guy right now. And... And ladies, he's single. Did you make sure you <laughs> hit him up. You heard what he said. You single, uh, ready to mingle? Taking applications. <laughs> okay. At, we're looking at resumes right y'all now. Y'all make sure y'all send in those emails. Go ahead. Yeah, make sure the cover letters are on point. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, one thing I you know, constantly hear from married folks over and over again is, I wish I knew this when I was single, and I wish I could I would have I worked on this while I was single so mm-hmm. I could have been a better partner. Um, what are some things that you would say to single people that you wish you would have known in your singleness because uh i don't want to waste my singleness yeah you know what i mean i want to i want to make uh make sure that this season um, i'm stewarding well mm-hmm. i am pouring into i'm positioning myself to be i think oftentimes uh in, in our singleness we stress what we're looking for in the next person mm-hmm. and we don't take a look at who we are and mm-hmm. what we need to work on. All right, step my thunder down. Go ahead. You know, oh, my bad. Go, go ahead, bro. Yeah, no, no, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Finish this. And so I want, I want to know what I need to work on yeah. to be a better partner. Yeah. You know, because I don't know what marriage entails, and I want to make sure I'm learning from married people. Good. You know what it looks like to to be married and what I need to focus on in my singleness. Good. Yeah, man. I saw just a little bit of context for me. So I'm a Dallas native, not a cowboy fan of hater. Praise God. Um, <laughs> this year, next month. August of 2019, um, we will celebrate 17 years of marriage. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You made so I've been it. with my wife, Vanja. We've been good. together for about 19 years. Wow. We're celebrating 17 years of marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's been Congratulations like... Thanks, bro. Yeah. yeah. That's an accomplishment. That's, that's yeah, it really is an accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. It is. yeah. Yeah. And so for us, it's like, man, when I think about it, like, I, I'm saying it like, you can celebrate it now. Hmm. But it was terrible, man. Hmm. Like, hmm. first five years were just like, I don't even know. Wow. I don't want to be here anymore. Wow. And um, hmm. so what I would say is like, I think y'all's culture has a different challenge because to me, there's a couple of things I see like moving together. One, there isn't like this strong like cultural sentiment of like, this has to happen. Yeah. It's like, maybe it does. Maybe yeah. somebody initiates some type of like intentional romantic maturity yeah but really it's okay to not have that right right? so i think that's one thing that's challenging right two you know we have kind of overstressed marriage as the end all be all Mm, like mm -hmm. a staple of your maturity yeah right so yeah you know we're kind of wrestling with that we're kind of digging ourselves out the hole and saying like okay okay we you could be single and still have your life together like it used to be that you know, because of the stats, I think it was in 1970, the stats said that 70% of individuals 18 to 35 were married. Wow. 
And so wow. when you like to look at the differences now, it's like it's it used game. to be a cultural yeah. staple. Yeah. It's done. That's yeah. not a cultural staple anymore. Yeah. And so it's a hindrance more it, than anything. Now. It could be a hindrance. Yeah. I'll yeah. cover that. that, that yeah. I'll yeah, cover yeah. that. I'll, yeah, I'll cover that. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say that. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying like, yeah. so now we're digging ourselves as a culture out the hole of saying like, yeah. Yeah. oh, this is the mark of your maturity. Yeah. You know, get a house, get mm. married, mm. have a baby. Yeah. You know, first come love. Then come marriage. Then comes, then comes with baby. the baby cares. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know this joint. Yeah, like yeah. that's like the thing. So we're digging ourselves out that hole. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying like, well, maybe it's not you have to be loved and then marriage, yeah, right? In order yeah. to to display that your life is forming in a way that it ought to. And so Yeah. I think those things being kind of the backdrop. Yeah. As you ask me the question, like, what's the thing you should do? Right. One, you need to have a strong sense of yourself. Hmm. Hmm. Who are you? Yeah, it's good, man. Right? Yeah. We always trying to look forward. Yeah. You know, new me, new year, new me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every new year, you got resolutions. Yeah. And you're talking about what you're going to do. And yeah. you forget those month, January, 30 days in, you're yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. Resolutions are done yeah. by that time, yeah. right? Yeah. I love going to the gym like in February. Cause then all the January people, <laughs> they're gone. They're gone, bro. You can, you can. You can they're like, the le- you can like legitimately be like, okay, it's January thirty first. <laughs> These people are gonna be. I can get back on the machines, yeah, right? Yeah. Um. And so, like, I think we love to just say like, New Year, New Me, mm-hmm. and that is perpetuating this idea of always looking forward. Mm. When really a strong sense of self is looking back. Yeah. Yeah. It's not being stuck back. Wow. That's good, man. Yeah. But it's like, I know what happened that's caused me to be wow. who I am. Right, right. The things that have occurred to me hmm. and the decisions that I've made. Yeah. And how it's formed who I am up yeah. to this point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Um, why do you think we don't do that? I'm scared. Yeah, like confronting your past. Fearful. Yeah. Terrified. Yeah. Do you think we also have... Um, and in heightened perspective of who we are. What do you mean? Like, we're not who we think we are. What do you mean? So, let's say I think I'm patient, I'm kind, I'm uh-huh. loving, but really I'm not. Mm-hmm. But because I only see myself through the lens of my experiences or my maybe even intentions or my um, just kind of like what I think should have been, I see myself a certain way when really I'm not. So, how do you kind of like be sober in thinking of yourself correctly and owning the past. I know you said it could be Good. scary, but yeah. how do you like realize, oh, maybe I'm not as patient as mm-hmm. I thought I am. Yeah. Maybe I'm not as forgiving as I thought I mm-hmm. am. Um, because I think I don't think anybody goes into a relationship thinking that they're selfish or... Break <laughs> up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, how, what does that look like to like really yeah. explore the past great and question. Can be heard, confronted with yourself? Have you ever heard of the, the, ter- the term old factor syndrome? Mm-mm. No. So basically, this is when it was like big industrial revolution, right? Like yeah, old yeah. factory syndrome. Yeah. Basically, you go into a room yeah. every day versus smells funny. Yeah. Smells weird. Yeah. Like, Ugh, this like makes me gag. Yeah. But if you go there, day one, week two, month two, yeah. month four, after a while, the smell disappears. Mm. Your body adapts. Mm. To the smell, yeah. It's old factory syndrome, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. A lot of times we'll adapt to dysfunction in our lives. Wow. That's good, man. Right? Yeah, yeah. And we don't even realize that we have just absorbed it, mm. right? Mm. It takes someone else going, something stinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that smell? Yeah, 
Yeah. For you to be like, what? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't think you can even know that something is off until you get around difference. Hmm. Until hmm. you get around people that are not in your environment. Yeah. Yeah. And then for them to like take notice of those things. Right. Right. And so when I say fearful, hmm. it's like we're fearful of leaving that which we're accustomed to. Wow. Right? <laughs> so yeah. 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 globalization and all this. Yeah. It's saying something stinks about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, Whoa. like <laughs> yeah. this is it, right? Yeah. And so yeah. it gives us an opportunity to begin to then do the evaluation that maybe we've never done before. Hmm. Right? Hmm. And so, yeah, you're right. It is easy to, to grow accustomed to who you are and not consider yourself a certain way. Yeah. But friendships and relationships of difference, they quickly bring to light just by vulnerability. Yeah. yeah. Yo, why you eat your food like that? Right, right. Like, I had a friend who would turn his food into mush. Hmm. Like, literally, get a meal. Yeah, that's weird. And turn it. Yeah. But here's the thing. Huh. It wasn't weird for him. Mm-hmm. It was like how he ate food. Like, yeah. take this thing yeah. and turn it into a whole thing of mush. Yeah. Is that his upbringing? Or it just... was upbringing. Got you. Got you. It wasn't weird till he had a friend of difference. Someone who was not from where he was from. Yeah. yeah. To say, what is that? Why do you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so. That's good. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, let's say, switching gears here, let's say, okay, um, you're confronting your past. Mm-hmm. Um, you're doing the work to make sure that you have a healthy perspective of who you are. Uh-huh. Say you get in a, re- in a relationship. Um, I think growing up for me, it was expressed time and time again, physical boundaries, mm-hmm. but emotional boundaries were never communicated. Of course. What does it look like to emotionally be healthy in a relationship? <laughs> and what? how much of yourself should you really be giving in a dating relationship? Ooh. And how do you know when you're emotionally cheating Good. on your girlfriend, boyfriend? Good. That's a great question. Why do you ask me the toughest question? <laughs> yeah. Because you got the toughest responses. I know, you man. know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so we're talking about emotional sobriety. Yeah, yeah. Most yeah. of us don't have emotional intelligence to have emotional mm, sobriety. Mm. We don't know when the temperature has changed. Wow. We don't know when to move back and to push forward. We yeah. don't feel it. Yeah. You know, body language is nonverbal. It's seventy percent of all communication. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what you say is only thirty percent. Yeah. Seventy percent is what I see, feel. Yeah. And like this unspoken thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And there's no class for that. Yeah. You learn it from your parents. Yeah. They discipline you throughout those boundaries. Right. Right. So if they're not emotionally intelligent. Yeah. Yeah. Then you really don't have a strong grasp. Yeah. On these unspoken norms yeah. and customs. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's good, man. And so I just, like I said before, I have a lot of empathy. Mm. Like, oh man, this is challenging. Like, this is not something you're going to wake up and do. Yeah. But this is something that anybody can learn. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when we're talking about relationships, yeah. we're not just talking about romantic emotional boundaries. Yeah. We're talking about do you realize that you created a codependency with a friend? Mm. 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 It's like, do you know how to be other people's friends mm. and not just say, this is my only friend? Wow. That's good. Right? Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite yeah. phrases now is that you need people, not a specific person. Mm. Right? Mm. And here's what I, I can mean. Can you unpack that? Yeah, I'm going to unpack it, right? Yeah, yeah. So we think like, man, I got this best friend. I love him and we're close and all these different things. Yeah. And that that's right. That could be one of your closest, yeah. most vulnerable relationships. Yeah. But we must not mistake that for being the only person that mm. we need. Mm. Mm. Right? 
you need people, not a specific person, yeah. right? So as they grow, morph, change, become specific things, yeah. that could change the relationship dynamic. Yeah. Because you're doing it at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Good or bad. Yeah. You're doing it good or bad. You're growing yeah. Yeah. positively or negatively mm. all the time. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We'll mistake that relationship for being that's all I got. Mm. Because we don't have good emotional intelligence on boundary even right, within those relationships. Right, 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 right. So our poor emotional huh. intelligence happens way before we get into romantic relationships. Wow, wow. It happens in our friendships. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, what do you real. think? Tell me what you think. What are you seeing, man? I think <laughs> it's it's tough because um I'm Ethiopian. I'll just give you my context. Mm-hmm. I speak for myself, and a majority of our listeners are Ethiopian. Mm-hmm. But emotional. I'm probably Ethiopian too. They robbed. They took us from the land. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> we'll claim you. We'll gladly claim you. I will claim you, BJ. Yeah, we claim you. Name yeah. you Moses, Abraham. <laughs> For sure. I'll take the name. Go ahead. Got you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> emotional intelligence is not a thing. It doesn't exist. You know. Um, you know. We. Uh, I know. I'll just share the story. Mickey's here, but <laughs> if you're gonna be mad, for, right, we'll we'll work this out in our friendship later. Wow, but, uh, I, I trust that I could share this. But he had a birthday party one time when he was a kid, and um, his dad was—he didn't smile once the whole birthday, and he didn't think of it. We don't think of anything of that. Which is, okay, that's the norm. And then a couple of days later, it was like Monday morning, Tuesday morning, he went to school, and his friends like, "Yo, how was your dad upset? It was your birthday," and he's like, "Ah." Oh, yeah, you're right. Like he wasn't smiling, he wasn't laughing, he wasn't. It didn't look like he was having a good time. And I was like, okay, like so. You went home and asked his dad, like, why, why were, you, why weren't you happy? Did I do something? Were you upset? So what you, I was having a good time. Wow. But it didn't show wow. in his facial expression, wow. right? And I think that's that's consistent. I mean, you look at pictures. Like if I if I show you pictures of my dad, he doesn't smile at all, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if he's smiling, it's like some, he's in a great mood. Like something <laughs> happened. He's doing great. Exactly. And so for me, I mean, I, I had the privilege of studying psychology undergrad. Mm-hmm. So I got to like pick up on a lot of things that mm-hmm. I didn't know were happening and mm-hmm. start my journey a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. But how do you like, how do you even realize you have a low emotional EQ, mm-hmm. right? Or uh, emotional intelligence, right? Like how do you even know Difference. that? Difference. Yeah. The same thing is different. Gotcha, gotcha. Our problems were not around enough difference. Hmm, hmm, hmm. You don't know something is different yeah. until you get around difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's what I was saying earlier. Yeah, like, yeah. You have to be around something different. Yeah, yeah. But I would say it's <laughs> this is so we're asking about boundaries in relationships, right? Let's just go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have good boundaries with our parents. Hmm. We don't have good emotional boundaries with our friends. Hmm. Why the heck would we have good emotional boundaries with our romantic wow. interests? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I would say, if you don't have good boundaries in romantic relationships, yeah. it's not just there. You don't have good boundaries in other places as well. Wow. We only see it more evident and obvious wow. in the romantic. Wow, I didn't think about that. Because yeah. we're trying to relate yeah. and trying to create a sense of oneness. Yeah, yeah. But if you don't have it there, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's only evidence that you don't have it in all the other places. Right, right, right. Right? right. And so what I would That's say is, yeah. you know, you're asking what the lines are. Mm. I'm saying the lines are, are you self-aware? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. realize the impact that you have by leaning in, pulling back? Are you codependent? You know, I was mm-hmm. saying early off, Mike, there's three types of relationships. Yeah. Relationally, emotionally. There is dependency. Mm-hmm. There is codependency. Mm-hmm. 
and there's interdependency, mm-hmm. right? I'm just describing. Yeah. Dependence is what happens with a mother and child. Mm-hmm. That child comes out and will literally die mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. being fed, changed. Yeah. Like there's nothing that y'all can do. Yeah. And the parent is fully, solely responsible. Yeah. For it. that's a dependent relationship. Yeah. Second category. Yeah. Codependency. Yeah. Let's say this kid grows up. They can do for themselves, yeah. and they do, but mom founds all of her value and worth in doing for them. Yeah. They find all their value and worth in being done for. Mm-hmm. That's codependency. Yeah. Yeah. And you and that's not something that ends when you leave the house. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not something that, that ends when you graduate. That's, that can go on the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You can have a codependent relationship yeah. on someone where you don't feel good if you don't talk to them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? The last piece of it is interdependency. It's when you have a sense of self-awareness and self-security that can operate apart from people, but still needs people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So mom has her own identity. Yeah, She knows that you're your own person. You yeah. see your, you have your own identity. Yeah. But then you come together relationally with one yeah. another. Yeah. And that's what creates emotional sobriety, mm-hmm. right? Too many of us, operate in romantic uh, relationships either independent mm, mm. or somebody paying somebody's bills mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're doing everything they can yeah and the happen. other person is just a recipient yeah of all of those things yeah right yeah or we're codependent yeah yeah right yeah, yeah. like i don't feel good when i don't talk to you mm. we can't have friends outside of this <laughs> yeah and we can't do anything wow. that would reflect any type of detachment yeah Emotional maturity and boundaries is when we can be interdependent. I have a sense of self-identity apart from you. Mm-hmm. And you have the, the same for me. Mm-hmm. And we come together. We're consensually mm-hmm. loving one another based off of those things. That's so good, man. Good. That's so good. There's a lot to unpack there. Good. good. Um, but I got some other questions. But good. that was amazing. That's a great way of like kind of categorizing those good. things. Um, I made it up just now. <laughs> That's why we're talking to you right here. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Uh, Bring me back on the show. <laughs> so um, in a dating relationship, I think something that uh, me and my friends talk about all the time is how do you know when to call it a wrap? Mm-hmm. This, this wrap is not, it up. Yeah, this, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. Or how do you know when, oh, you got to fight a little bit harder. Our pastor growing up, I know this is gonna be really extreme, but he used to say, <laughs> "Did he read I Kiss Dating Goodbye joint?" Huh? Was he on Kiss Dating Goodbye? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said dating is um, practice for divorce. You know what I'm saying? And but I get the logic behind it is whenever something goes wrong in a dating relationship, you throw the deuces up and you walk out. And when you get into marriage, you do the same thing. You mm-hmm. develop that habit where mm-hmm. everything, every time something goes wrong, throw up the deuces and you mm-hmm. say, "I'm going." move on from this you know so how do you like what even man i'm throwing a lot of questions your way uh, i got a lot of thoughts on this but what's even the line between um fighting well and fighting terribly what do you mean like what how do you know when you're fighting well and when you're fighting terribly and how do you know when you're working on something in a way that's going to produce something that's going to be good for your relationship or this is a dead end the way we're handling this the way we're talking to each other the way we're uh the way we're fighting is just going to 
it's going to be to our detriment. Like, how do you know you're fighting well? Got it. How do you know when you're not fighting well? And what does that look like to say, okay, this is worth fighting for, and this is the time where I just, like, walk away? Good. That's a great question. Yeah. I, what I do is I have a thing called a discovery phase. Yeah. Dating is just discovery. Yeah. You know, it's a friendship on discovery. I'm yeah. discovering things about you. Yeah. I don't know. I'm yeah. going to wake up tomorrow, and there's things I'm going to learn about you. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. As I'm discovering these things about you, and you're discovering these things about me, and we're discussing them, here's what I'm asking. Am I willing to carry this for the rest of my life? Hmm. Hmm. This is a burden I'm willing to really That's carry yeah. out. <laughs> and I think the importance of dating is like, you start seeing like, oh no, that's too much for me. Hmm. Now listen, it may not be the time, or that may not be the person, hmm. mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so now it's like, as we talk about these things, I'm, this arguing and fighting is like, oh, just showing me we're just not in the place hmm. to move any further. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. That's why I said you need people, not a person. That's good, man. When you have a codependent that's relationship good, yeah. and a dependent relationship, you're going to make it work however. Yeah. You're going to take that all the way to the altar. Yeah. But when you have a strong sense of who you are already, mm-hmm. you can learn how to part ways and yeah. still be amicable. Yeah. And you still be respectful of yeah. those things. Yeah. Because listen, you just hit a space where you realize hey, this just isn't a good move for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good. So it, it goes back to the the three, the dependence, the codependency. Codependency and, and interdependency. Yeah, yeah, yep. for sure. Um, um, what do you think is the purpose of marriage? Mm. And what, what should we be fighting for in our dating relationships mm-hmm. that will put us on the track to be successful in our marriages? Mm-hmm. You know? Because I, th- I think like what you said earlier too about, you know, we make marriage this marker in life where, okay, I've matured. I've reached, mm-hmm. I've reached the place where I need to be, which, which isn't true. Mm-hmm. But how do, you, how do you make realistic biblical goals about marriage and where you're headed with your partner? Mm-hmm. So that you can, It's a great yeah. question. Yeah. You know, that is what I feel like is getting lost in all this conversation. Yeah. Is... Marriage is being talked about like a piece of paper. Yeah. This outdated thing. Yeah. And I'll say, no. God said it was good. Mm. And the problem isn't it. It's how you're using it. Mm. It's how you're seeing mm. it. Right? It's mm. like, there's nothing wrong with love. Yeah. It's not that love doesn't work. It's that you don't know how love works. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's and good, man. what I would say is like marriage is a deep discovery of who you are and who God is Mm -hmm. and how to love another person for real, Mm -hmm. right? Like, we love people because of conditions. Mm -hmm. They make us feel good. They make us look good. They make us do whatever. Yeah. But we don't have real best love. We don't have real, like, meaningful, rich love. Yeah, yeah. When you have a consensual relationship Hmm. by which you say, I commit to this person, and as I'm being revealed vulnerable completely naked so they were naked and unashamed yeah yeah. all of my flaws all of the things i bring that are beneficial to this relationship they're being seen Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. my wife has seen every inch of my body i've seen every inch of her body yeah i've seen every parts of her brokenness yeah yeah. and then we still have to decide even over time to choose to love and treat one another with compassion so i think what what marriage does Hmm. is it really does it matures you in a real rich deepening type of way yeah so that you can become a conduit for that type of expression to Mm. others on the outside Mm. Mm. so this is why marriage really is a big deal yeah it's a big deal because it can be a place it's an incubator of transformation 
like we say, like, oh, you can be transformed. You can be transformed yeah. in community, but there is really a serious transformation that happens in marriage. Right. I call it unavoidable community. Wow. Uh, yeah. Like we get yeah. into a debate, argument, whatever. Bro, I gotta crawl into bed next to you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't get to just go home. There's nowhere to go. You're laying in my bed. Yeah. Yeah. My sacred space, yeah. right? That's what people yeah. go sleep on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's just too much, yeah. right? Yeah. You learn a deeper type of love mm. through marriage. It's yeah. like I have to work through conflict. Mm. I have to work through preferences and the person that I once knew will change. Mm, wow. You ever so heard this? Good. Y'all gonna love this. Yeah, yeah. You ever heard this um, phrase, if you try to pursue them all, you catch none, you'll have, mm. them, you'll have none of them. Yeah. But if you love one, you'll love them all. Mm, that's it's a good. phrase that people use about people who are like pursuing all these relationships, thinking mm. they'll catch it all. It's like, yeah. You try to find your wow. zodiac sign, all this other stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, Taurus, you're a Libra, you're this. Like, all these, like, you're trying to find all these signs. Yeah. When you try to love them all, you've loved none. Yeah, yeah. yeah right? Because yeah. you're so spread thin yeah, yeah. in your endeavors. Yeah. But when you love one person and realize that the person that you marry, they're not going to be the same person next year. Mm-hmm. Or the my wife is not the same person 17 years later. Yeah, yeah. I have loved at least 10 versions of this woman. <laughs> yeah. That's real. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So listen, to love one is to love them all. Mm. Mm. Right? Yeah. So you see, yeah. like, I've had to love different versions of her, good yeah. and bad. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's what is maturing about it. So if you ask me, what's the purpose? Yeah. The purpose is when people do that under the fact that they believe that God has brought them together. And then any fruit that comes out of it. You can only attribute it to his grace. Yeah. It's like that's marriage. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. nope, that's impossible. There's no way a person would consent to that. Yeah, yeah. And good comes out of it. Oh, only God could do that. Yeah, that's marriage. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why do you think that? So it sounds like what you're saying is mm-hmm. marriage is not about you. At the end of the oh, day, oh, it's not even remote. It's about serving and loving and seeing brokenness and choosing to love and being faithful to even when the changes come. That's right. How do you like? Why? Why do you think? Churches aren't teaching that. Yeah, is it because we just bought into what the culture thinks about love? Yeah, like what? Why? Why haven't we um, realized that? As I, I don't know, I, whenever I have conversations, like mm-hmm. when we think about what we're looking forward to, forward to in marriage, it's what I get. It's mm-hmm. like I can't wait because then I get this and mm-hmm. I get that, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'll be able to travel with this That's person right. and I get to do that. Like, no, I've never heard anybody say I'm looking forward to marriage because I get to lay my life down and serve. So here's the thing. <laughs> I, I don't think we get laid into that. Yeah. You get laid into sex. It's like Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's big for guys. It's like I can't. It was big wait. for me. So I'm not like, hey. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm like, hey, we need to do something different. <laughs> no, I don't know what this has to change into something because this is a component. Yeah. I think we get into that because of the reason of intimacy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just that we have a cheap version of intimacy in mind. Mm, that's good, man. We're drawn in from intimacy. Yeah. We have a cheap version in mind. Wow. We don't know there's a robust wow. version wow. waiting for us. Yeah, yeah. And so it is and it isn't about us. Mm, mm. Right? So it says, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Second is like the first, love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Right? We want to love ourselves void of our spouse and God. Wow. Marriage is to bring those three <laughs> things, that three strand core together. Yeah. It's to say, I have a union with God, I have a union with my spouse, and I have a love for myself. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. So yeah, there's it is okay to love yourself, but not void of loving another person. That's good, man. That's good. Not yeah. void of loving God. Yeah. It's not okay to just say, oh, we just love God. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and you despise your spouse. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work like yeah. that. Yeah. So what it does is like it gives opportunity hmm. for that three strand cord to really be brought together. Mm -hmm. Again, if you just fixate on your spouse to the neglect of yourself, mm -hmm. you don't really understand love. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you fixate on God to the neglect of yourself and your spouse, yeah. you don't understand relationship and marriage as yeah. an intended purpose. Yeah. If you focus on yourself, void of God yeah. and your spouse, you really haven't grasped the depth of the intimacy that you can receive. Mm -hmm. It's the three strand core. So it's not taught because we don't have emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. We don't read the Psalms. Mm -hmm. We don't read the Proverbs. Yeah. We don't practice comprehensive biblical thinking yeah. and see that there's a bride in the beginning. He said, I'll be your God and you'll be my people. Hmm. Hmm. That's the crux of all scripture. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I would say we need to even change the way we talk about it hmm. from this like task of dying to myself. <laughs> yeah. Like literally like. that's how I see it sometimes. Yeah, it's wrong though. I like, do this. Yeah. That's why Jesus says start prayer by saying our father. Wow. That's good, man. Yeah. Personal. Mm. Our Father. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, that's that tone of mm -hmm. like, not God on a mountain mm -hmm. with Moses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Holy, you'll die. Mm -hmm. Walk over here, you'll die. We're comfortable with that part, yeah. God. Yeah. Holiness, wow. walk to the mountain, wow. you die. Wow. Cool. Got it. Done. Check. Yeah. Our Father means he's near wow. and he's compassionate and wow. he's tender. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I don't know that type of robust intimacy. Mm. That's and right. I'm bringing it into every relational sphere that I have, right? Yeah, yeah. And so what I would say is we have to begin to even re, you know, configure how we see love. Yeah. And be like, oh, I don't see it as like something I should enjoy. Yeah. I see it as just a duty. Wow. Yeah. 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 What do you think, man? Well, you, you're drilling me with a lot of questions. What's, yeah. What do you think about yeah. it? Yeah. No, that's deep. I think I'm, the way I'm processing is I think that's tough for men. You know, to think that way, you know, mm -hmm. I think I was raised to believe that's weak to look. It's easier for me to see God as Lord than it is as father. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like I respect that. But when you say father, it's like my my initial response isn't like, yippee, you know, like yeah. I, I, I'm down with that. Uh, I, I guess like what I'm processing, maybe we can process together is like, how do we get to a place where we see that as not just needed, mm -hmm. but healthy and for our good good and that it's not weak i think even for me it's it's you know it's easier for me to see god as a disciplinary mm -hmm. than a loving father for sure you know what i'm saying for sure um but he's i mean he's both mm -hmm. but I, I i get it when he all right we got to discipline you we got to set you right make sure your character's mm -hmm. in check but like when the, the side of god that's like yeah i want to spend time with you mm -hmm. i want to know you the depths of who you are mm -hmm. Like, this is a little personal. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, there's nothing there, God. Like, mm -hmm. but there's a lot there. Mm -hmm. But how do you, as men especially, get, and I think that's something that I hear from our sisters a lot too. Is like, uh -huh. I just, I'm with this person, but I just can't connect yeah. on this level. Like, with this person, I can't go there emotionally. Good. But I think it's it's rooted also in like the way we see our Heavenly Father. So that's, we, we don't go there with even our, that's exactly our right. God. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, you said it. That's it. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You don't see God like that. Yeah. So you're not free. Yeah. Yeah. How do we you're get free? Like, how do you like... You're not free. How do we like take the stigma out of the picture? So listen, you have to say, I'm not free. Mm, mm. You don't see God as Father. You're not free yet. Mm, mm, 
That's good, man. Yeah, you yeah. become a Pharisee. This is what wow. the Pharisees were. Wow. wow. They knew the law. They didn't know his love. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? And when you know his law and not his love, you missed it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? So when Jesus showed up, it was like, we don't know who you are. Mm. Mm-hmm. Jesus goes straight into compassion. Wow. Right? Yeah. And I think we know his law and not his love. Yeah. And don't realize we're just baby Pharisees. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. missing. We're empty. There's something not there. Yeah. yeah. Right? There's something that's not clicking. And yeah. we bring that into friendships. We bring that into our parents. We bring that into romantic relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And what I would say is when you see it, something about you goes, I want that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be like, no, that's my dad. Yeah. Yeah. And then when yeah. I walk into the room, yeah. And despite all those things, you know, my saying, I'm a mess and yet deeply loved. Love it. Yeah. It's like people don't think they think I'm playing. Mm. I think it's like a cliche, right? Yeah. I'm like, it's funny. You really think your judgment means something? Mm. It means nothing to me. Yeah. Yeah. Praise or criticism? Yeah. 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 My father really loves me. Mm. That's good, man. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, so when you start talking about like his presence, all that stuff, it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Oh no, he's serious about that. Yeah, yeah. So when I pray, I don't pray just my Lord. Yeah. I'm asking my Father. Yeah. I'm saying, do something about this. Yeah. You know where I'm at. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it starts man. with the way you even pray, Our Father, mm-hmm. which art in heaven. It's mm-hmm. like, my Dad is in heaven, all heavens, mm-hmm. third heaven, second <laughs> heaven space. Yeah. In the first heaven, which is the footstool. Yeah. yeah. When I pray like that, he's near mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm like operating in a different type of realm. So we're talking about like love and romance. I mean, think about it. God is love. Yeah. 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 He architected marriage in romance. Yeah. Like yeah. he's the architect of it. So yeah. if you want to know that, go you can't know it through just lordship. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's the thing that's devastating is yeah. like, we have learned love through lordship alone. Mm, yeah. So now when we try Stand to implement out. it, it feels like duty. Yeah. Cause we know his law. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we talk about his love, but we don't know his love. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when you know that love, that love piece really begins to reconfigure this thing and it's way more like exciting. It's like I get to do that. Yeah. I get to be this person that's more present for you. Right. And I'm doing this. I'm gonna I'm deviate into something else. Yeah, this is good too. I know. This. I'm I'm gonna deviate into something else. People are grieving the changes of systems, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of culture walking away from their faith. Yeah. Right. I don't think they're walking away from faith. Hmm. I think they're walking away from the rules that they no longer believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Because they have learned a lot of these things, love, all this, under a structure. Mm. And it's the customs mm. that they've fallen in love with. Yeah. They fall in love with the order, the promotion, yeah. the faces, the figures, all those things. Yeah. When it no longer makes sense, they think they're walking away from God. Right. I'm like, no, you're walking away from man-made structures. Yeah. Yeah. Man trying to make sense of God. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's good, man. When you see God out in the world, you're like, wow. You can operate out there. It's like now you're starting to get it. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. bigger than all of that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't so, fit in that box. But we act like he does. Yeah. 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 You know how I know we act like he does? Because mm. when you see people not in that box, you question them. <laughs> That's good. People think it's so funny to me. Like people question because I'm not in their box. Yeah. They question if God is with me. And I'm wow. saying, a tree is known by its fruit. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. What box do I need to fit into? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. what Jesus was telling the Pharisees. Yeah. You know his laws. You don't know his love. Yeah. Yeah. You want to question something? Question fruit. Wow. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's good. <laughs> Sorry, bro, go ahead. No, that's good. No, that, I'm glad you brought that up because that's something me and Mickey were actually talking about just earlier is we were talking about like leadership and how the stigma or like the, the frustrations with leadership is they judge you not on what they should judge you, but on something completely different. That's exactly right. You know, they're not looking at the fruit of your life. They're not looking at your character. They're not looking at your love for God. Because it didn't matter. Yeah, they're looking at how you delivered things. Who exactly you right. associate That's exactly right. With. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, like, segue, like, um, how do you, in a, <laughs> in a relationship or when you're considering somebody, how do you keep from missing the right one because they don't fit in your box? Oh, that's a great question. How do you... How do you keep from missing the right the, the one? The right one. Somebody, like a true gem just because they're not like you. Because you're not healthy. Mm. Speak on that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you're just not healthy. Yeah, Like yeah. Peop, Unhealthy people are drawn un, are drawn to unhealthy situations. Mm. Right? Yeah, And then absolutely. vice versa. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, when you start growing in sobriety, this is what you realize about love. This is so crazy. Yeah. It's a choice. Yeah. 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 And you wake up and you choose. <laughs> yeah. You don't feel. Yeah. That's good. Choose. That's good. Yeah. You choose. Yeah. And you know that feelings will follow. Right? A lot of this, the things that we're growing in culture, is like it just happens. Hmm. My meals just happen. You know, it just it just happens. You don't have to choose. Mm. Mature love is a choice. That's good, man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so what I would say in a lot of ways is like we're it's strange there isn't a one mm-hmm. yeah it's just the one you choose yeah it is yeah, like yeah. i hate to say that it's like yeah. it's the one you choose yeah yeah and you're choosing hopefully based off of the health in your life yeah wow that's good man yeah right yeah yeah but even knowing and there's people listening right now they're in a hard marriage and relationship but do a lot yeah with couples yeah listen yeah. maybe it's time for you to grow hmm Maybe it's not time for you to leave that marriage. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's time for you to yeah. become a mature version of yourself. Yeah, yeah. right. Because it's yeah. a mirror. This somehow, somehow they're mirroring right. what you need to do in your own life. Right, right. And now you have opportunity to grow. Yeah, yeah. and that's what married couples who are potentially listening and struggling is yeah. like. You have opportunity to personally grow. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, that's so good. it's never too late to grow. That's right? right. I think that's a misconception that I have always. You yeah. Know? Um, how do you know? So, just I know I got a lot of questions, but um, this is how y'all talk. Y'all like just yeah. This is we. Brah, just, brah, 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 brah. The reason why we started a podcast is because we're like we should record these conversations. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it Millennial, was. Millennial, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're talking so well, we should record. Yeah, these. yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was like, "That's true." <laughs> we should get these on camera. Yeah, yeah. Get BJ in at the same time. <laughs> all right. Um, what is it? How do you, like, man, I'm trying to formulate this question. I think we choose a lot of people based off potential. Uh But what does it look like to acknowledge that somebody might not be where they need to be? Mm -hmm. But not only is there potential, but they're growing. Mm -hmm. And to not, like, oh, like, I know, like, this is what I'm looking for. This person doesn't embody it all together, but... I see them working towards it. And I think like we shy away from that. Mm-hmm. And like, for, like I'll, I'll speak on myself. I'd rather have a polished version 
mm-hmm. than have somebody work through their uh-huh. issues, you know? Uh-huh. Um, is that right? What does that look like? Mm-hmm. Can we step into that with that? Per- is that a healthy sign that we could always trust that, yeah. So you're it's nodding the, your the head. Que- yeah. I mean, the yeah. question is, are you pursuing that transformation apart from the bias of being in a romantic relationship? Mm-hmm. Mm, like with your friendship yeah just like, like period yeah, like period. Yeah. You, i mean that's so good telltale man. sign my yeah. brother you know one of my brother-in-laws was like yo you be struggling in this relationship with, yeah. with his sister and he said he did tell me that and he yeah. said but the one thing that i see about you is you are always pursuing your own health and growth he said mm. you're gonna be all right mm. Mm. and that was a form of encouragement despite yeah. all of those things yeah. like you are dead set on pursuing your own growth. Yeah. If a person isn't ambitious about their own growth, yeah. And maturity, yeah. It's a warning sign. Yeah. Yeah. Apart yeah. from the relationship. Yeah. It's yeah, a warning sign. Yeah. That's good, man. Yeah. That's good. One last question. Um, and we'll get and we'll and we'll go from there. I remember at Glory seventeen. Mm-hmm. It was Glory seventeen. We had probably one of my favorite panel discussions ever. Mm-hmm. And we there was a question asked about beauty. Mm-hmm. And the way you and Pastor Nev and Christina just destroyed that. I don't even remember what he said. Especially what you had to say about beauty is fleeting. We have to like really consider and we have to really be um, mindful of what we're really asking mm-hmm. and how a lot of what we're looking for is just temporary. It's fleeting mm-hmm. and it's not... And I remember, because I know, like, especially as guys, like, we love a trophy wife. Of course. You know what I'm saying? It's like. Absolutely. IG I'm wife. Try, yeah. I'm yeah, trying yeah, to outdo yeah. my friend. I'm trying to show, like, look, I got with a bad chick. You know? Yeah. Like, look, you know. How do we. And I, you know, I don't want to, you know, say women don't do this either. But I think women they do do care. It. Just Talk, like, beards. Yeah. My beard yeah. game is not even strong yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Surprise! My wife still likes me, bro. <laughs> like my beer game is not. My, it's kind of weak. Go ahead. Yeah, that's love right there. Yeah, that's love. love. Real love. That's interdependence, right? There. <laughs> um, interdependence. Yeah. Would it? How do you feel about our generation and our infatuation with physical beauty? Mm-hmm. And how much of that is harming our ability to even choose? And would you put that in the category of that's a sign that that person is unhealthy, and that's why they're not drawn to healthy yeah. people? Yeah. Yeah. You know. It's funny. Poor habits are always the exaggeration of something that's good. Hmm. It's always like hmm. the dysfunctional aspect of something that's good. Hmm. What's good is just like attractiveness. Yeah. God yeah. made us to enjoy beauty and attractiveness. You're yeah. supposed to value that thing, yeah. right? Yeah. The distortion is when you think preference huh. and even and even skewed views of that create more self-worth for you. Wow. Right? Wow. That's good, man. It's not that you just appreciate the beauty. It gives you value mm. now. Mm. And I think what happens is, whether you know it or not, you objectify the person. Mm. Mm. Right? Mm. <laughs> the hard thing about objects, it's hard to love an object mm. over time. Mm. Mm. Right? Mm. You have yeah. to love a personality and a person. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so what I would say about beauty is like, man, if that's something that like grosses you out or like, yeah, that's cool. Like, yeah. That's a preference and knowing, like, man, this is not attractive. I need to commit and choose to loving you yeah, in this phase. Yeah. But, man, when we are not even checking our skewed views of that mm-hmm. and whether or not we're objectifying another human being yeah. to say that you're going to love them right. as they change. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh man, that's a whole nother world. So I was saying, scary. It is scary. Yeah. I think it makes it hard to make the decision to choose somebody. Wow. Because there's literally always something, somebody more beautiful. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Um, what would you be your encouragement to somebody struggling in that? Yeah. Like what? What do you put your foot down on? What is it? What, what's something that they should consider as they're choosing? Yeah. And knowing there will always be somebody better. Learn to love yourself. Mm. I was going to say something. Yeah, Yeah, no, I was going to say, I was just going to say something really like cliche. And I thought like, learn to love yourself as you are and love God for how he sees you. Yeah. I think you can appreciate much more of the variety of beauty through that. Wow. It's like, God sees me for who I am. Right. I'm learning to love as that. And now I can love people in a different variety. That's so good. Yeah. Thank you once again, BJ. No, thanks for having me. This was dope. They can actually check out check out his podcast, Build a Better Us, where they dive into a whole bunch of different topics, mm-hmm. alluding to relationships and spiritual development, spiritual. personal development, everything. Bro. Yeah, we yeah. talk about everything. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, hope you learned a thing or two. And uh, until next time, family, peace and love.